Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The law of action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, action takers. Glad to have you here. This is another episode of the Living the Law of Action show, and I have a very special guest, and she is in Florida, and we are live in Clubhouse. How cool is that? We have an audience and they're just listening in and we're so glad to have you here as you are listening on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Now, today's guest has become a friend like really fast, like just like embedded into my life. And I think the reason is, is because action takers tend to attract action takers. We, it's hard for us to be around people that are you know, kind of not doing a whole lot of stuff. Our, our flame, blue flame and our red flame burns bright and we move at a very high vibration and not everybody can hang on. So this person I can totally hang on to. It's my very dear friend, Lauren Aparicio. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh my God. All right, just a little background. Lauren is an actor model, host, singer, voiceover artist, clubhouse room creator, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. she is someone who lives a life of action. And first of all, congratulations on all the success that you're having. You've been having a lot of success in the very, uh, very short time that I've known you. Yeah. And I'm thrilled about that. Thank you so much. I think um, I've always been an action taker, but for myself, that has been, and to pursue my dreams has been in the last five years or so. You know, I was always working for other people. I was an assistant for A-listers and chef um, in the film and TV space. And I just kind of got to a point where it was like, all right, I'm taking action. I'm, you know, I'm making money. I'm, I'm, I'm perpetuating other people's dreams. And that's nice. But what about me? And I had to start taking action to pursue my goals and luckily had some mentors who sort of sidestepped my path and said, hey, you know, you really need to go and pursue acting and I'll help you out. And, you know, like there were so many people that basically allowed me to see myself in a different light. And I was in a space where I finally started accepting that, yeah, I don't have forever and if I just want to go for it, I have the means and opportunity to do so. So why am I not doing it? So I really had to step into that light. So it's been a wild journey in the last five years. Well, what I think is fascinating about you is you've been in the industry. A lot of people like on the outside yeah. want to get in. You were right. in, but yeah. you were behind the scenes. So share a little bit about yeah. that. Oh, my God. I mean, I started in tour production. Well, I started working at venues when I was 15 and then tour production after college when I was a radio DJ. Um, did podcasting for a while in 05 and then started going on the road with different bands. And I always wanted to be a singer, but I was too afraid to sing. I was too afraid that if I wasn't 
perfect, you know, I wasn't going to make it. And so I just sort of sidestepped that dream completely and started working behind the scenes in tour production and then eventually fell into um, film and TV production on a little film called Zombieland. And I was one of my favorite movies, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. Love that movie. <laughs> I, we have so to good. talk offline about that because I love that movie. That is, I just love such that a, movie. It's such a good film. And it, it was, it was at the time, I think that was before The Walking Dead and all that. So the zombie movie that came out was like our generation's zombie film. You know, it was something that was very much needed and it was comedy. And so that was 2009 when we shot that. And I was a PA and people liked my energy. They would call me a firecracker. They would give me a task and I would run to get it done. And I'd come back and they'd be like, wow, you're so fast. And that was great. And you got exactly what I needed to get. And I was this gopher, right? And, you know, slowly but surely, um, actually very quickly, I should say, um, I kept getting booked. And this is all in Atlanta. I grew up in Atlanta. Um I kept getting booked on movies and more movies and more movies and more movies uh, doing behind the scenes positions. And then I moved to LA when I was 26, about a year later, and um, started working in production there. Did a lot of television and a lot of food TV um, and really got into the food space at Food Network. And um, it was amazing. And I, I was enjoying it. I was kind of just like going with the flow. But I think, you know, for for all of that time, there was always this subconscious in the back of my head that knew that I was using this job and these production gigs as an excuse not to go and pursue my own dreams. Wow. Wow. That's, mm. that's huge. Yeah. Cause I was just thinking, I, my question was, you know, when I talk to my coaching clients and they say, Oh my God, my life is so easy. Oh my, I'm so successful. My life is so easy. I have not a care in the world. And I, I tell them you're playing too small. If everything is just yeah. happening for you, you're playing too small. You have so much yeah. more to do. And I, I, the fact that you realize that says a lot about you. Well, it's even, I mean, thank you. But also I realized those things and I kept sidestepping. You know, I, I realized it at, at certain points. I realized, when am I going to go and be the actor? When am I going to stop being the actor's assistant? You know, but then I just kept going because money comes and opportunity comes and and you sometimes feel like you can't say no because you still want to be working in the business, right? Right. So you don't want to say no to a gig, but then how do you reshape your life so it's you in front of the camera? And then, you know, you also have to look at it this way too. If you've ever transitioned from one career to the other, people, there's this big fear of, oh my God, how are people going to receive me? How are people going to understand that I'm going for my dream now in my 30s, like of acting, but they've always known me as the behind the scenes person, you know, you'll get haters, you'll get people questioning, you'll get people, you know, asking you why you're doing something, um, you know, and it's, it's just a lot of distraction, quite frankly. And if you really feel in your heart that you need to go pr pursue something, it has n no validation what anybody else says. Like that, that validity doesn't hold. You have to validate your own self and make that decision to, to try it out and to go for it. And I mean, you know, I just kind of came to the conclusion, you know, and this is all pre-COVID, of course, that like, I don't know if I was going to get that opportunity again, where I was in a space where someone was supporting me. And saying, like, I'll help you with school and I'll help you with this. And 
you know, I was 33 years old when that was happening and I was an assistant and it was just like, okay, well, this is literally being hand delivered to me. How can I not go and do this now? Like there was, I basically ran out of excuses, Rob. (laughs) Well, I think that's great. And, And you know, the one thing is, is that we get stuck. And for you mm-hmm. to know that you were stuck because the law of action is mm-hmm. based on decide, plan, and act. And what happens is you don't act. You think you're acting, mm-hmm. but you're just doing busy work right. to not do it. And people think mm-hmm. it's procrastination or lack of information. And 99% of the time, it's fear. And if you zero yeah. in on that fear, like, was it fear of success? Was it fear of unworthiness? Yes. What was it? Fear of success for me, fear of success, fear of unworthiness, fear of working hard, which is so crazy because I'm like the hardest worker you'll ever meet. Oh, yeah. But working hard for myself is a completely different game. Yeah. And I would work 19 hour days sometimes on set. I mean, I earned I earned my dues like I paid I paid them, earned them. 10 times over and definitely didn't get paid for the amount of work I did and how hard I had to work, you know, as a production person, let alone a woman in production, you know, and, and working with men my whole life. And, and, you know, now of course, luckily things are starting to change and, you know, the future of, of leadership is definitely female. And, you know, I end on binary and I, I definitely, I'm definitely thankful that, this opportunity came back for me to say, okay, I'm not going to do production anymore unless I'm in front of the camera. I had to make that choice. I had to say that out loud. I had to start telling people when they were asking me why I was going into acting, you know, uh, and, and stepping in front of the camera as opposed to behind, I had to like say out loud, like it's my turn, you know, and I deserve this. And I had to practice doing that so I wouldn't continually feel this sort of like imposter syndrome. Um, I felt more of an imposter when I called myself a chef in the business, to be honest. Wow. Not as an actor. Yeah. I was working cooking for celebrities and producers and stuff and um, had my own business for a while. And that was a job that happened overnight from craft service to being a chef for a really big producer, Joel Silver. He's the one who is producer for The Matrix and, you know, um, a bunch of other films and, and he's legend and, and that changed the course of my life when they sort of plucked me from ex- obscurity on set in the middle of like a 2 a.m. lunch break. His chef quit, walked off the set after 32 years and I got a phone call from his assistant at the time and she said, hey, I know you like to cook. Can you come and finish Joel's meal? His chef like walked out wow. and I'm like... Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this. We'll find out. We'll um, find out because uh, we got a good we'll audience, so we'll find out. So, um, he's actually in the Hollywood Reporter right now. Um, but anyway, you know, it, it was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm a chef now. And then it was like, I'm a chef on my paychecks, like overnight. And it was very weird for me. I was a great cook. I mean, I held my own. I, I ended up cooking. Um, with his main chef, Martin, on New Year's, and I traveled with them, and it was super fun, but I never felt um, really connected to that, and when I was able to start acting again, I hadn't acted since, God, like high school. I'd done radio, and of course, as you know, and have what we've been talking about, work behind the scenes, but I hadn't been in front of the camera in so long to say that I was an actor 
it was still a little bit easier than saying I was a chef. I don't know. And so I just knew, like, I've always been a thespian. I've always been a performer. So I just, when you run out of excuses, you do one of two things. You pivot into a job that you love or you don't, (laughs) you know, like it's really 50, 50 and it's your choice. Nobody else's. And I didn't want, I didn't want the validation from other people anymore because it's exhausting. It's exhausting to worry constantly what people think about you and if what you're doing is the right thing. And I just had to start going with my gut and my intuition. And what I knew to be true was that as soon as I started to step into that light of mine that I've always had, but hidden, like the doors started opening and I got my first role in the Irishman. I mean, Ellen Lewis is a huge casting director. My knees were shaking when I was walking into the audition. Yeah. When you live in flow. And I couldn't believe I got it. When you live in flow and you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah. Things just happen. And when you're deciding they and you're do. planning and you're acting, and you're living in momentum, the universe takes mm-hmm. note and things happen. Opportunity comes into your life. People come into your life that create opportunity. Yep. Wink, wink. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I definitely am grateful for every single person, including you, who has helped me with voiceover recently and hand delivering me to your agent and um, you know, not just that, like the fact that relationships are, are everything. Let's just start there. Like none of these things would have happened without me being my true self and having a relationship. You know, it wasn't like I became friends with someone to get the opportunity. It was truly because there was a friendship and a relationship there that the opportunity came Anytime I've tried I want to you to I want you to stop out. for a moment. I want you to repeat that. Yeah. I really want <laughs> that to land. Oh God, so just repeat okay. that again. Because I know what you said, but say it again. It's so powerful. Well, so so basically like any <laughs> what did I say? Like any so like when I'm pursuing something because I want it versus building a relationship and a friendship, that's when opportunity comes. But if I come from it as I want this opportunity, it sort of taints the relationship because there's an agenda. And so all these incredible things that have come to me have been because of organic, true relationships that I've had. And I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. And that's the best way to be. It's, it's a lot of fun to do business yeah. and make money with your friends. It's just right, better. Right. And, yeah, it is. And people know, you know, uh, I can tell when people want to get in communication with me and want to have access to me and mm-hmm. they want something. And I also know yeah, yeah, when they're yeah, genuine yeah. Totally. and, and being right. on clubhouse uh, has made me a lot more accessible and a lot, yeah, you know, it's true. raised my platform and I have to actually right. manage and I'm starting to learn how people are different in that way because I'm, I love people and, and I, I love, love people and I love being in a relationship with people. I love connecting. And I assume that everybody is like that. And I've discovered in a very short amount of time that there are people that want to get to me to get to someone else. And they have done that. And I've seen that. And then they pretty much put their finger up and said, fuck you, Rob, and and got to where they wanted to get and screwed me over when I was elevating them with, you know, 
it's just it just kind of blows my mind. So for you to say that is really significant and it really speaks to who you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I I will I won't ever forget. You know, I was being treated really bad before I got that chef job with Joel by some other girls that I worked in craft service and they were gaslighting me before people were talking about the word gaslight. That wasn't even a thing. This is on hunger games and they were treating me like shit and I was putting up with it because I needed to work and I needed to make money. And I'll never forget when Joel asked me on the spot to be his chef. I actually, even though I was miserable with these women um, on another film we worked on, you know, with on the film with Joel, um, you know, I said, no, I said, no, I can't be your chef because I have a crew. Like I, I didn't, I, I still had sort of integrity. Like I wasn't just going to be like, yeah, sure. Because right. there's a structure right. on a film set, you know, oh, I'm like, yes, one of the, like yes, I can't, I can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to take all the money and run. Like, even though these girls were total bitches and I mean, sorry, they were, and you know, not sorry because they treated me horribly and I put up with it because I wanted to keep working and, and people will, will, um, try to put out your light. It's ruthless. Craft service is ruthless. Like, oh yeah. So <laughs> especially in certain cities. So my point is, my point is, is I said no to Joel. And 20 minutes later, after I walked off of his trailer, I called back his assistant, Carmel, who's since passed. And I said, Carmel, I'll do it. Because I had to take a minute after that offer to think about how I felt. Yeah. And think about where I was. And I knew that this kind of opportunity to work for a producer that had done the things that he had done and also money and also creativity and also being in a space where I'm going to be protected, you know, like I, I didn't want to be in this callous high school mentality, very toxic um, group of girls anymore. I didn't want them and I sure as hell thought I needed them, but Again, the universe showed up for me. And so I called Carmel back and I said, I'll take the job. And then that's when I started working for celebrities again. Before that, I had worked for Ben Stiller. Yeah, there's a lot so, yeah. of people don't realize the 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 chain of command and how it works in in film behind the scenes. There are certain pecking orders that you don't change. There are certain areas on a set you don't go into. There's certain people you don't talk to. It is it is very very structured and you just don't cross those lines you don't sit in certain chairs you don't stand in certain places you you're not where you're not supposed to be and you're where you're supposed to be and you have to toe the line or you will not be there the next day or the next hour yeah absolutely and i think for me it was just kind of like you know i was just trying to like be the good person like i what even though i hated these girls and they treated me awful, I still wanted to go out with some integrity because I didn't want them smearing my name just in case like this was just going to be like a one-time thing with him. <laughs> because you, know? you, like, may, so, you may go up the rung, but you also can come down. Well, yeah, <laughs> you may have to come back. You may have to come exactly. back and work with these people again. So relationships are everything, you know? And so the producers really helped me. and. Um, you know, I remember them looking at me being like, yeah, F you basically like they, 
they basically treated me like I screwed them over after. Right. You know, that I was, a, you know, betraying them. And I was like, dude, you can't be happy for me that like, I've moved up the ladder. I've been working my ass off for five years doing crafty, busting my ass in the union. This is before I was even acting. Right. right. You know, this is like 2013, 2014. And, um, you know, it's, it's so hard. Even women, even women will tear you down. Like, it's not like a man or woman thing. It's an industry thing. Absolutely. You know, and it can be totally ruthless. So, and you've overcome and um, you know, you've it takes done that courage. Yeah. Yes. It takes courage to step up and be like, no, you're not going to treat me that way anymore. And no, I'm not going to work for this little peon amounts of money to deal with your crap anymore. Good for you. Like it, I've, it's hard though. It's it so hard. hard to walk away from this, from this system that you create this lifestyle within, um, you know, film. And, and for so many years I judged my, worth by my work. And when I wasn't working, my worth was completely diminished. I felt like I was a nobody because people weren't calling. And then all of a sudden they call and you're like, ha ha, that was a dumb thought. And that's, that's e almost everybody in the entertainment industry. It's the, it's the only job, you know, I get fired every, a couple times a week. I get hired for a job <laughs> and I, I audition, yeah, yeah. I book a job, I do the job. They love me. And then I'm fired again. And then they want to see if they want to rehire me every single time. It's just, it's right. just part of the business. And it takes yeah. a lot of thick skin to be in the entertainment business. All right, I want to switch, which, which channels here real quick. I want to get a little deeper. Okay. So, okay. Oh God. I want to ask you a question and I want you to okay. think for a moment. So, you know, I said that there's decide, there's plan and there's act. And most people decide they plan and they fail to act. So what I want to ask you is what in your life have you done where you decided, you planned, and then you acted? And what was the result by doing that? What was the great result? What happened? Okay. Wow. I mean, I've done it so many times, but the I'm biggest. just going to go back to the my biggest. most, well, acting. Ask, acting was the biggest because I had lived in LA already and New York had gone back to Atlanta, got a job as an assistant to an actor. That actor was like, you know, I'll help you out. So I packed up all my stuff once again, went back to New York for a second time after having a horrible first experience living there because of someone I was working for. And I, I went back to school. I was 33. I went back to school and I was, Walking through the door of Lee Strasberg Film and Theater Institute, legendary for Strasberg and the method, right? He created the method and Stanislavski. Oh my God, I can't even say it right now. It's okay. You know, um, and it was, I was walking through legendary doors, but I had this huge fear because I was older than most people there and I'm starting all over again. I left a, a pretty, um, cushy job, even though it wasn't um, as glamorous, I got paid quite a bit doing craft service and chefing as well, personal chefing. And um, yeah, I took this huge leap of faith and I, I have a photo of it on my Instagram from years ago, 2017. And I walked through that red door into my first class and I opened my mouth to introduce myself because we were going around in a circle. And it was like my whole life flashed before me. And came out of into a form of tears. 
And I just completely bawled it all out. I couldn't even say my name because I was so nervous. And another kid came up to me who's like so much younger than me and was just like, I totally get it. I used to work in the mines of Australia and I worked for every single penny I had to be able to have enough money and come to the States. And just like immediately, as soon as I was vulnerable and shared how nervous I was and excited I was, there was this community that had my back. And I just like, even talking about it makes me want to cry. And I just felt like I had arrived you know? Yeah. And it, so it doesn't really like matter what age it's, it's seeing the opportunity and being open to the opportunity and then packing up your bags and not worrying about what anyone has to say and not thinking about the fact that, Oh, well, you've already lived there before. What's, what's it going to be like this time? How's it going to be different? And just shutting up and shutting up your demons in your head and just getting in the car and putting the freaking brake and, you know, putting it into drive, you know, yeah. and like when you overthink it is when you stop yourself. And so I always say fear will fuck you. Yeah. So you broke you know? through your and fear. Just, and what was the big yeah. win? So now that you broke through your fear, you so, decided so you plan an accident. Tell me, yeah. tell me what's so that big I win. Just, so then I got a call from SNL to do some background work and they featured me as a bartender. And then because of that, they called me back two more times and with SAG because they're a SAG, um, you know, eligible show. I got my SAG card within the first eight months. I was eligible within the first eight months of just going for it. Oh yeah. All these doors started opening. Like that doesn't happen. Some people don't get their SAG card for like 10 years. You guys. Yeah, it's amazing. I, got, I was eligible within the first eight months. That's crazy. And I didn't join for another year because I wanted to get a body of work. And then I went in for the Irishman audition and I had been doing Comedy Central stuff and getting some really funny stuff. A couple things went viral and then um, went in for the audition with Ellen Lewis for the Irishman. And then I got it. And then I, I joined the union then. That's amazing. I mean, look, look. That was within, that's like one year, not even a whole year. Okay. I did that all in less than a year. <laughs> well, you you live the law of action and you had the momentum. And so when you decide and you plan and you act yeah. and you break through your fear and you live a life of inspired action, the universe takes note and says, hey, Lauren, you've been playing here and now you've stepped it up and you're playing here and now look what we're going to do for you. And I'm sure doors open, people came into your life and it's still happening now. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a domino effect. And it builds on it over and over and over again. And you still decide and you plan and you act and you're also an asker. So you decide, you plan, and then you ask. You know, you have a lot of things Mm -hmm. going on in Clubhouse. You ask me for help. And all I can do is ever say no, but you have the cojones to ask. And, And that's really someone who lives an inspired life. So I want to really acknowledge you for that. Now we're going to get a little more. Wow. You ready? That's yeah, that's so I want to just acknowledge what you said about the courage to ask. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, because I've always been such an inquisitive person. And I've always been the person that asked the questions and raised their hands in class. I've always been that person because I want to truly understand. And if I don't understand, I'm gonna ask, you know, it's just like, if I don't have the knowledge on something, I'm not going to tell somebody bullshit, I'm going to figure out what the answer is. So it, it is hard, I think, for a lot of people to just take that step to even just ask the question, what do I want? And then 
how do I get it? And then how do I keep doing it? You know? So yeah. So I appreciate that. So yesterday I, I, I texted you and told you, so yesterday in clubhouse or the other day in clubhouse, Grant Cardone was in there. He's got 577,000 followers. Um, he's incredibly successful, multimillionaire, billion dollars of real estate, just bought a $47 million check. He's very intimidating to a lot of people. And I had a chance to talk to him briefly. And I had a question for him. And I asked him because my philosophy is all he can do is say no. And if I don't ask, right. then I've already gotten... So people don't ask questions based on fear of the answer. Right. And what they do is they don't ask the question because they're afraid the answer will be no. And then they've already yeah. guaranteed that the answer is no. So I asked and I got a yes. <laughs> and I got texts from all That's these so people great. that were in the room yesterday. They're like, oh my God, you like asked them to be on your podcast. You just like, you just said flat out, I would love you to, would you please be a guest on my podcast? And he's, and they're like, how did you do that? I said, I asked. I broke through yeah. my fear, didn't even think about it, because one of the things is, with living a life of inspired action and really breaking through your fear, you know you're in flow when things are happening, and my commitment and my stand for how I live my life, which is to make a difference in people's lives, I believe that having him on the podcast in Life Transformation Radio, which is my other podcast, would be significant and have an impact on the listeners because he truly has a story of transformation. He's going to share that. It's not just about money. There's a story of transformation that if you don't know about it, you're going to find out when you listen. And I know that will have a significant impact on people's lives. And so I would have been selfish if I didn't break through my fear and ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think it's just like anything. When you tell your story, you give others permission to tell theirs. Absolutely. And so I can only lead by example. I can only share what I know and what I don't know. I'm here to be an active listener and learn. And whether you're Grant Cardone or someone with one follower, like you don't have to be an expert. You just have to start. Exactly. And I think that's where the fear kills us all is we all feel like we've got to have some master plan figured out. And it's just, that's just not it. It's just not it. That's what TV says. Right. Baby that's steps. That's what movies say. Yeah, so you can but do give me a break. baby steps. Decide, plan, and act baby yeah. steps. And you can always readjust. Well, here, I'll give you, and I'll give you another example. So I've been manifesting that I want to be a series regular by August. And I literally got an audition. My first theatrical audition from my agent who I just signed with two months ago. And it's for a series regular. So Okay, I'm hold on, hold on. on this. Good job, you little action taker, you. I'm just so impressed with everything that you're doing. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just, I'm sitting here in my hotel room and I'm reading the script for it and then I'll do the audition tape. And it's not even about whether I get it or not. It's the fact that I'm aligned and I said that's what I want. Yeah. And I'm getting, at, for my first audition with a new agent oh, to be good. a series regular, that's fucking crazy. It's, no, so, it's not crazy. But, but it's not it's, crazy. It's perfect. It's exactly. Because you exactly. are living a life of inspired action. You are deciding, planning, and yeah. act. You're living in momentum. And the universe is taking notice of that. Now, here we're going to we flip yeah. the script again. Speaking of scripts. I love it. When in your life, <laughs> this is harder. And this is like, and this is, this is harder. I'm just telling you. When in your life okay. have you decided to do something, plan to do something, 
and because of overwhelming fear, failed to act. What was the consequence? I mean, my sanity. (laughs) Because when I fail to act, I just go around in my head over and over and over and over and I beat myself up when I know that I am the key to my own door. So it's no one else's fault but my own. So I can blame the weather, I can blame the dog, I can blame the house, whatever. But I think it's just having that moment, that come to Jesus, come to universe moment and getting real with yourself in the mirror and being like, yo, do you really want this? Or are you just saying you want it because it sounds like a good idea? And it sounds like, ooh, it's fun to be famous or it's fun to be rich or it's fun to be all that. Look, I've worked for rich and famous people. It's not always fun. Right. And I've seen it from their eyes and I've heard the stories and I don't want to be an actor to be famous. I want to be an actor because the moment that I got onto the set of The Irishman and I stood on my mark and I hit the mark and I did what I needed to do, I've never felt so alive in my entire life. And that's how I felt that in that moment, I was exactly aligned and I knew that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to play. I want to have fun. But I also want to inspire through the roles that I'm able to be a part of, you know? And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. It didn't. And I'm going to, I'm going to, it didn't. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold you accountable on that. And I'm going to share with you. I know exactly what you're, I will. I know exactly how you're feeling because I would do voiceover for free. I don't, and I'm very well compensated. Mm-hmm. I love bringing people's words to life. The fact that, mm-hmm. I mean, we just I just found out we've sold 411,000 copies of How Elrod's The Miracle Morning that I narrated. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And most people don't listen, don't, that listen to audiobooks, they don't read the books. And so that means that I have been part of the transformation of these people's lives that have experienced that book because I brought Hal Elrod's words to life. And that just, there's nothing like it. I mean, when you get into a booth and you're delivering and it's, there's nothing like it. And I've done some on-camera work and I love it. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's just nothing. It's funny. There's nothing like it. I think it's when you, it's, it's when you're connected, just like when you're connected to the copy, what you always tell me, Absolutely. you know, you get, you can hear the difference in the takes when you're connected to the copy and when you're not, and it's the same thing on camera, when you're connected, that you are unstoppable, but more importantly, you're affecting people. And when you can affect people and inspire them, like what better job is there? Okay, here (laughs) we go. Amazing. I'm going to reframe this for you. So, this is, this is your opportunity. I want you to be vulnerable in this. So where in your life have you decided to do something, you've planned, and then based on fear, whether it's fear of unworthiness, fear of success, fear of looking bad in front of others, or for, fear of looking too good in front of your family and friends and feeling uncomfortable about that, that you failed to act, and what was the consequence? I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like this, but I haven't ever not failed. Okay. I've never failed. <laughs> You've never like failed. I've never failed. I I don't know. I no, but Rob, I've act, 
acted on everything I've ever wanted. Everything. I, I wanted to work in the film business. I did it. I wanted to go on tour. I did it. I wanted to work in the music business. I did it. I wanted to be a radio DJ. I did it. I wanted to work for celebrities. I did it. I wanted to become an actor. I am that. I am doing that. And I'm committed to that. But as far as like, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know how to answer that because maybe when it comes to love and relationships, I can talk about you go. It that. Okay. That'll be good. But so- I, I can't really talk about it in my career because I've never not done what I wanted to do. And, you know, I've just always done it. All right. <laughs> I, w- I don't know. Well, so here's the thing. And I, I very rarely come across someone who fails to act. Um, right. I, am, I am one of those people. I decide, I plan, and I act. I mean, right, we, started, exactly. we started two podcasts in the last 72 hours. And we just right. keep going and going and going. And I have a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of speed. I have a fear of knives. I don't have a fear of guns. And I certainly don't have a fear of moving forward in business. And I'm not afraid hmm. or fearful of talking to anybody. So I'm the same way. I will say in the past, you know, um, I almost didn't do an audition because I was just didn't mm. think I would get an unworthy. And it's funny because I did audition for it. And after I did audition for it, the job that I actually called my agent up, Anthony, and said, hey, I'm not going to uh-huh. do this. Um, I actually booked the job because I went ahead and did it. Huh. I broke through my fear. And uh, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was close to a seven-figure payday. So that would have been the Jesus. cost. That would have been the cost. So that's why I was mm-hmm. saying, you know, so in your relationships, am, you've decided and planned just, and you failed to act. It's just, okay, this is a hard question to answer. I know. Um, it's very hard, not because I don't want to answer it. I'm not avoiding the question, but I mean, I think just because I did everything, but I took time to do it. Like I've been explaining this whole conversation is like, I wanted to be an actor and a singer. My Okay, here, there you go. I wanted to be a singer my whole life. I've never fully pursued that dream. That is one thing I've never fully pursued. And Lullaby Club actually approved me. I sent them videos of me singing. I've sung on Broadway. Um, I know. Doing cabaret and stuff like that. But but yet I keep telling them, well, I'm too loud to sing. My, I'm a belter. I can't sing softly. So I just want to host. So there I am hiding myself right there. So there we go. So there it is. Okay, there you go. So we dug a little deeper. So uh, that's amazing. Right? So then I said to them, so I said to, 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 to the team, I said, I'm going to work on something, you know, please let them know that I'm going to work on something, but I do want to like host and do like ASMR. But yes, I mean, absolutely. Um, so you could have been, you could have been a recording artist. Like you could. definitely. So I grew up in the music business. So I know. Very, very famous people in the business that I could have, if I, if I wasn't afraid to have sung in front of them, um, I probably would be in a different position right now for sure. And that's what I wanted you to, you know, flesh out in that yeah, there's a yeah. cost of inaction and letting fear stop mm-hmm. you. Like it's huge. But I don't want it anymore. I don't think I want it anymore. And that's okay. I, I think that, yeah, and that's what's so interesting is like, I'm glad I actually waited this long to pursue acting because I have life experience. 
you know, I and I, I've traveled around the world and I have stories to tell and I can use that in my acting and in my characters, you know, I'm just starting. Oh acting. yes, you are. I've only been, you know, I'm the beginning of all this. This yes, is the beginning of my career. Okay. And so, so um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I definitely with the whole singing thing, it's definitely a regret, but that would be probably my only one. And then when it comes to love, that's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll, we'll do <laughs> that. Like, we'll do, you don't we'll, have time for that. <laughs> we'll do that on life. We'll do that on life transformation radio. We'll talk about the transformation of your love life on transformation. So we are. Crazy story. This yeah. is the Living the Law of Action show. We are actually recording this live on Clubhouse. We have an audience of people. So if you're in the audience and you would like to ask Lauren a question, uh, please raise your hand and uh, we will bring you up on stage and we'd be, we'd be happy to have you. And if not, that's okay too. Either way, we just want to make that available to you because that's one of the perks of being live and in the room. All right, there's a yeah, lot of people. Absolutely. There's a lot of people in the room, and no one's saying anything. So all I can say is that Lauren, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love that you're my <laughs> friend. Thank yeah, you for being so extraordinary. You truly are this beautiful, beautiful soul, and your light burns so freaking bright. And I'm glad that you're Thank really you. realizing how extraordinary you are. If someone wanted to reach you in mm-hmm. in being in your your clubhouse rooms, why don't you go ahead and say your clubhouse rooms and how would they get in touch oh, with you? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I have two clubs here on Clubhouse. One is called The Only Room. It's an entertainment industry professional uh, networking club and it's the club where it happens. We connect, we collab, we make deals and we bring our highest selves to the room. And, um, it's a safe and all inclusive space for mindful entertainment professionals. And, uh, we do an ask and offer room every Monday and Wednesday, right here on clubhouse, 5 PM Eastern, where people can come up, introduce themselves, say a little bit about who they are, where they're from, what they're working on. And if they have an ask and offer, um, and it's been really incredible. People have actually been signed um, in the room, like so randomly. There was a talent agent on stage and a, and a TikTok star needed an agent. And there you go, boom. And they ended up signing a contract like two days later. And we're right. actually at, we just hit as of right now that I'm looking. We're a at 1,000 members. Yes. Yep. That's and awesome. I Congratulations. Just, um, started the club like a week and a half ago. So that's pretty great. And it's all about building community. And then I do a show called Behind the Curtain on Fridays. And I interview people, not just in the entertainment business, but their stories. Um, and it's really, really fun. It's like a little bit of late night meets Oprah meets Ellen. Um, and that sort of echoes my main show, Quarantine But Cute, which is on Instagram every Wednesday. Um, and I have incredible guests from all over the world as well. Chefs and actors and uh, meditation uh, specialists and yoga teachers and dancers and uh, really incredible humans. Even my own therapist has come on from the Actors Fund um, to help people get through the pandemic. So it's been quite incredible. And, and I really can say this to everybody, no matter where you are in your life, you just have to create your own thing. I think that's the best advice I could give anybody. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing come from a place of, of love and heart. And, and really, when you start creating, people will come. If you build it, people will come, you know, they will come. And it's so, so true. And I just started building my own little house with my own light. And then the roof blew off of it. And like attracts like. And now it's, it's not just about me. It's now it's about a community of people who want to live high vibrationally. And I'm here to help facilitate that 
in my own life and with my new friends, especially uh, some incredible people I've met here on Clubhouse, including you, Rob. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on the Living the Law of Action show. Lauren Aparicio, really, what a joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for the Living the Law of Action show. Action takers, you got this. Take time to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. And live a life of inspired action. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.